Hello everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Avalon Rising, the show where we talk everything and anything about Survivor Season 3, Camelot's Last Stand. I'm your humble host, Tris, and with me, I have our other humble host, Renee. Hey, okay, this is, we managed to do it. Okay. We're so excited to be doing this as well, and this is going to be so much fun. Um, exactly. We are just, this... We are, like, we both played on Survivor Season 2, Hades Fury, and we are the shit talkers, we are the people with the opinions, so we were like, fuck it, let's start a little podcast so we can keep everyone updated in the game and just, you know, have a little fun and, you know, be hateful as we always are. Exactly! Like, we are the ones, we are the bitches with the opinions, and just as a disclaimer, these are our opinions. We are not trying to influence you guys in any way. Take everything we say, obviously, with a grain of salt. This is just for fun, and this is just for us to entertain you guys. And we really hope you like it. Yes, most definitely. So, a little bit about ourselves. Hi, I'm Tris. I'm 17, and I am currently a full-time student. Uh, I play it like Renee said. Well, we played in season two of Survivor. Hades Fury. Hades is Hades. Hades. <laughs> Hades is the underworld bitches Fury, and I placed in fourth place. And hi, I'm Renee. I just finished my master's degree. Currently, I'm looking to uh, going to do my PhD on game theory and do a PhD revolving around the influences of game theory to do with like things like Big Brother and Survivor and how they can be applied to the business setting. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I also played on season two of Survivor Hades Fury where I came in 11th because I got idled out for being the best player, which I'll take because, you know, I love a good compliment. As you should. And Renee, by the way, won the most robbed award. As he should. And Tris got wrongfully not taken to the end because... Totally deserved. Wrong. No, honestly, like, you should have at least made final two, but, you know, besides the point. I was I was iconic to be taken there. They knew my power. Uh, yeah, honestly. Too much power for them, man. Like, Tris, Tris season two forward slash second doesn't have the same, like, iconic as, like, like feeling as, like, Tris season two forward slash fourth. Like, you know? Exactly. Because, like, this gives me space to, like, grow, and when they bring me back to the All-Star season... <laughs> You're coming in fourth again. <laughs> Trevor, this is my official application. When they bring me back, this gives me a great story. You know what I mean? And when you come back and beat me, it's going to be amazing. Like, you have a little growth storyline during the podcast, Absolutely. and then season three happens, then All-Stars happen, then we both come back. I'll probably go out first because no one wants to play with lies. me, but then you'll make it all the way to the end. I lies, love lies. that. You are going to win that season. Uh, this is my prediction right now. You guys can quote me on this later. Renee is winning that season. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who... Depends on who yeah. we're playing with. Let's Knock just say that. <laughs> Okay, so in season three, like the other seasons, we're going to a different time period with Thebes all rustic and uh, vibey. This time, you know, it's very medieval, it's giving very that, which we love to see. And we have 60 new players who have begun their journey in this org, and two returning players 
for once in our season and once in the season prior. And we're about to see what's going to happen with them. Well, a, a few bits have happened, so we're going to recap with those, but we're going to we're going to go through all of them. Absolutely. We are here to give you all the teas straight from the Mystic Isle. And we might know one or two players each that have been playing. So we have personal accounts of certain people. We have things. Mm -hmm. Again, take everything we see with credit. Oh yeah, no, we're just evil. So like, I mean, <laughs> like credibility. Yeah, none, like, we are gonna be evil to everyone. Credibility zero, vibes one hundred. Exactly. This this is our villain edit. But again, take everything we say with a grain of salt. We are here to have fun, and of course, a lot of things influence what we we're saying. So just. Keep in mind, your opinions are yours, and our opinions are ours only. Period. So, starting off with episode zero, yes. or day zero, I think we could call it. Our lovely players got to meet everyone on the first day, which was something that is pretty unheard of in Survivor. Yeah, never happened before. Absolutely, and it definitely, I think, brought some interesting uh, gameplay since after that our returning players clay and pyro from season two and season one respectfully got to pick teams which definitely shook things up 100 percent. like i have seen like you know like a pre-merge portion you know the pre-merge chat with all the cast happening other orgs but never like a you know, you get all the cast together on, like, not even day one. Get them to all interact, build bonds straight away with the entire cast, and then have them be picked by teams. I thought it was such a good twist. Absolutely. And it does, again, you get this interesting dynamic where what happens when people who are expecting to get picked by someone don't get picked. Yeah. And we do see that players like is Revelt, Tanner, Pyro, and Sarah were pretty much, they stood out during this um, little mm -hmm. day zero. They were very sociable. Everyone really liked them. They took advantage of this twist, like from day one. As they should. I, this twist can be either great for you or really bad. Because if, if you're very sociable, if you're nice, you can get great relationships from the start. Yes. But if you're not, people will be crossed with you and they will have that little bad taste in the mouth that can affect your whole game if you don't come around it and we do see that clay who unfortunately was busy during this uh day zero kind of suffered from that yeah he was really badly affected by yeah it. which is sad yeah like i like i love this type of twist i think it's really like i don't it's very dynamic because it's not like oh straight off the bat teams are picked without any prior knowledge like you get a chance to meet everyone and then you get to pick teams so like the complexity of the situation is like a hundred times bigger than what we tend to see with similar-ish twists but also you know when because we're playing or you know we're not on the island and like obviously people like clay who you know you could just literally be busy in that moment on that day and that could truly just ruin your entire game, which is unfortunate. But I also think that, you know, you could, you always have the opportunity to like bounce back from that. Absolutely. 
I think it does take a lot of work. And again, real life does affect that. It does take a lot of work, but you can bounce back from a bad start. You just really need to put in the work and talk to people and just really secure yourself as a reliable player. Because in the beginning, that's what everyone wants. Everyone is looking for someone they can rely on now and moving forward. And if you don't show yourself as that, you're gonna get behind. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I think this season started off with like the social game being like the really important aspect of the game. Like, if you want to get picked, you have to be sociable. You have to build bonds straight away. And some people did such an excellent job that day zero and since, and other people didn't. So obviously, we're gonna get into that in a little bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. So our team captains prepare to choose their teams. Pyro is the captain of the Sterling tribe, Clay is the captain of the Pepper tribe, and they all pick their people. We see Pyro picking Revelt, uh, Sarah is Spider, Ashley, Devon, High, and October, while Clay picks Tanner, uh, Hope, Simba, Reg, Xavier, Mela, Pola, and Tommy. So we get our tribes. Uh, Renee, what do you think of our tribes? What do you think? You know what? I I understood why they picked each player and the order that it went in. It made complete sense based on day one. But if you're kind of thinking about it from like a outsider perspective, I think these are really interesting tribes because certain people you would just never put together. Um, or maybe necessarily see interact in the same way. Um, you know, you have... I think this cast in general is a bit younger than ours was, for example. Um, like, obviously, you were one of the younger ones on our season, and I was, like, in the mid for once. Um, but this cast in general, I'm pretty sure, is younger. Obviously, we don't know everyone's ages, just a couple of them. But from the feeling that we're getting and from what they've spoken about, you know, it's a younger cast. So, you know, you see people like a Xavier or a Devon who are older, um, and then they're they're separated and put into these tribes with much younger people. The dynamic is going to just be a bit more different, because I don't know, like, I've never personally been on, like, tribes uh, where I've been outnumbered by, like, the younger people. So, I don't know how I would have personally worked that, but I think they're both doing a really good job of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that a lot, the one thing I would, will point out, just became Irish uh, all of a sudden. Oh, I love that. Uh, one thing I will uh, point out is that everyone was wanting to get into Pyro's team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not everyone can do that. This is not the merge. You need to divide people. And uh, the people that didn't get selected yeah. by Pyro kind of, kind of flopped. We will get to that later. But they did kind of flop, uh, unfortunately for them. But I do, I definitely remember seeing that because I think as well for any of the players that have seen Survivor prior. Um, Pyro definitely had a bit of bad luck on season one. Um, the, it wasn't the gameplay that got them, it was more so just like the situation itself. Whilst Clay, I think he generally just had like a bad run on season two. Um, 
Because I don't, I never played with him. Did you? I don't think I did. I don't remember. But then again, right. <laughs> uh, then again, I do not. Um... The pre-merge was a little forgettable. Yeah, there, there was a it, lot. And also, it was a while ago too. So yeah, yeah there was like, a lot. But as well, like we just said prior, you know, that day zero twist really had people thinking of, um, you know, possible alliances based on a social game. And Pyro was there. Pyro was super active. And Pyro was, you know, being perceived super, super well. Whilst Clay, on the other hand, was a bit absent and wasn't having this, like, praise that Pyro was. So, you know, if I was in that position, I would maybe want to be on a tribe with Pyro because Pyro could be a greater ally than Clay just based on these first impressions. Absolutely. And that obviously affects the tribe dynamic. If you're not... I feel like a lot of people were not happy with the tribe they were in, mostly the people in Quimper. They were not happy in the tribe they were in, and that does make it harder yes. for them to work together. And we, I think we absolutely do see that, and unfortunately, that might have been their downfall. I completely agree. Uh, but another thing that's new this season is the big twist. So in our season, we had the House of Hades. The Opals. Where we went there and fought over Opals. Oh, that too. <laughs> Love those. Yeah. Love <laughs> those. Never never bought something that I never used. Wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, it's better than I only had two Opals coming into the merge. So I had to beg Nick for some to get an idol clue that we couldn't even figure out. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's like, that was a whole thing. And also the fake idols. Adam, we see you. Ooh, yeah, Adam, you really, um, <laughs> you really caused some PTSD for me. <laughs> this season, we do see something different. Even our lovely, lovely night go out on a safari to find some advantages, some idols, and who knows? Who knows what they'll find yes. here? We do see that a lot of people, episode one, found, already found like some good stuff. We see a, a whole bunch of people finding the will to King Arthur's treasure, which sounds like something that is very much helpful. Mm -hmm. We see some rock amulets, and the most important thing in my opinion, and the most interesting one, we see Tommy from House Quimper get a reward of a cross chat, which he chose to spend on Iz. That was an interesting one. I think. What do you? Th what do you think? How do you think this? Uh, okay, so like, just starting with the safari. I don't know how you feel about because safari twists. I feel like have become a bit more common in the org universe. Like I've seen a, a couple take place. It's, like, for me personally, I prefer for people to, like, go out and, like, maybe find something and maybe not find something. Most with the safari, it guarantees that someone will find something. Um, so it really depends on the season how it, it's going to end up playing out. Because it could really, you know, benefit some people's games and it could hurt some others. But, I don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of the safari twist. But then again, I wasn't a big fan of... 
I'm not a big twist person, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I think it's definitely gonna help keep the season interesting regardless. I think all twists tend to do that anyways. Um, but yeah, the thing that you mentioned about, you know, Tommy, the Tommy and Is thing, Absolutely. I think Is, like, it, that's a perfect example of, like, Is is gay, like, Is is just, everyone just loves Is. And th that particular instance just really exemplifies that. Yeah, absolutely. I do disagree with you a bit. Uh, not not necessarily okay. on the chat. I do agree on the chat because having some cross-tribe uh, contamination, you could say, obviously affects the game. And I do hope we see more of Izzy and Tommy. Mm -hmm. Or Izzy. I feel like Izzy is a great duo name for them, so... I hope we see- Not Tommy. <laughs> not- wait, no, Tommy, it's Iz and with a Y of Tommy, so it's Izzy. Izami? I hope we see more of Izami, because I think that they could really explore this dynamic. Yeah. But I do disagree with you on the Safari Twist. I do okay. love a good Safari Twist. Uh, okay. I think it it gives everyone a fair shot. Yeah. I think, I think that, especially for younger players, not younger players, or newer players, it can become, you never know which, what kind of uh, idol system the org is putting. You don't know if they're hiding idols in statuses or roles. And like, I, uh, I, I have done some orgs in the past, and only recently did I realize that some idols were hidden in roles. And I think that yeah. Safari does give everyone a fair chance of finding or not finding anything. It depends on what you do where you go and it really depends on your choices but everyone has a fair shot at it but i do agree with uh, tommy and izzy and i'm just that yeah out. like no that does make sense like because the first time i ever saw a safari twist was actually this um the season of an org um swap viber that devon played and won um and a lot of those players in that season were brand new to orgs like they didn't know what discord was or any of that malarkey like they were just fresh to it and they were just here to play survivor yeah and it made it a lot easier absolutely for them to find idols and advantages that they would never have even known about because they don't know how commands work they don't know where it could be hidden um i know when i first uh, joined the org community in September or October last year, I like you like you couldn't pay me to find an idol, but there's no chance I was going to find one because I had no idea how it worked. So I do agree with that part. Like it does make it more fair for newer players to be able to have the same advantages that others do in the game. Yeah, but on the other hand, like I do see what you mean. Of it, it takes a little bit of the skill away and it adds a little bit of luck because we do. That uh, mm -hmm. while the players they choose where they go and they have to do the challenge in the end they have to do the chest. Yes. And it can happen that you made an incredible like you totally ate that challenge up when you did great and then you end up choosing a wrong chest and don't get the advantage. Exactly. Which is heartening, but it is what it is, and every I think every idol system. It's how the game is. Exactly, it all has its ups and downs, and if you fail, mm -hmm. try again, bitch. That's what you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Amen.
uh, we also see our first alliance of the season uh, show up on on the Sterling tribe. Yes. Uh, we see Rave Babes, which is such a great name. Rave Babes show up with Devon, Ez, and Revelt. Ravelt, I hope I'm saying that. Yes. <laughs> so... I, you know, I love me an alliance. I love, I love when alliances form super early on in the season because those tend to be the ones that either crumble the quickest or last the longest. Either way, they're always going to be an important alliance. Exactly. It, it, they're like, they are the maker or break. And a good first impression is the art of the deal. And when it comes to alliances, it can either be perceived as yes we are people that connected so well from the beginning let's stick together or it can be perceived as um this person kind of playing too hard already creating an alliance huh what is that about yeah so i'm looking forward i'm well not anymore uh we will see why uh, but <laughs> um that happened but yeah going off of the alliances thing like for me i think it's so important that like if you're gonna make an alliance that very first like couple of days that everyone's like synonymous with it because i think we've both been you know subject to being just put in an alliance without even being asked or you know just people just thinking like oh i have a good vibe with these people so i'm just gonna make an alliance with them whilst with these three i think they communicated within each other prior to making this alliance and then we're like, okay, like we like the three of us. Let's do something about it. As they should. Uh, and I feel like they were a strong trio, like not necessarily like game wise, but I feel like in terms of a connection, they were ra- a rather strong trio. Yeah. And this alliance could could have been something beautiful. Um, unfortunately, we will discuss why it's not so yeah. beautiful anymore. But, um, we'll get to that. RIP, we'll get to that. So, what we also see is our first challenge in its classic Survivor. It's a team challenge where you have to draw something or make something. Uh, on our season, we will reference this a lot. On our season, we had to draw a monster and give it some backstory, make it really seem Greek. Uh, our yeah. our Minotaur mixed with uh, an octopus was robbed, but, you know. That's not important. Uh, but um, I'm sorry. I won that challenge for my team. Like me and Ashley, we communicated so well because everyone else did not have any artistic ability. So it was put down to me and Ashley to actually do it, and we smashed it. It was. It's a really fun first challenge, I think, because it really demands a lot of like collaboration and communication between the tribe. Yeah, absolutely. But our our, our my listen. I drew a very sexy bull octopus man. It was robbed. I feel like we need to we need to settle this. We were robbed. I don't care how sexy um, you are, robbed. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um. This season, we see our tribes having to design a crest for their tribe, where they represent each player and make it really seem yeah. that's something that we could see in an Arthurian book. Now, um, we had some choices there. Choices were definitely made. Mm-hmm. Mm. That part. 
Uh, I have a lot of opinions, uh, but Renee, what did you think of okay. these lovely um, crests? Okay, so here's my little hot take on. So, in comparison to like the challenges that we had, I think this one is, in some ways, harder because like you don't have like um, the creative initiative to like go balls to the walls, like think of anything. But you have like it's kind of set to what it can be, and mm-hmm. if you have like some people on your tribe who might not be, like, super innovative or super creative, which, like, you know, it's not a requirement for Survivor. It never has been. But in a challenge like this, that is, again, another common challenge in orgs, you know, I don't know. I wasn't thrilled. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. (laughs) Yeah, it was... They're always... These are always hard challenges because not only have you have to be creative... You also have to have some sort of skills in editing or some knowledge of where to do things. And if you don't, it can shot you in the ass. Absolutely. Uh, I do think that I, okay, I'm going to be honest. Both crests, both final crests were a choice. Uh, I did like the first, the first whimper crest. I did like it a lot. Uh, we will... If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, we will put it on the screen. If not, uh, that then if you're yeah, then we won't. If you're not, then too bad. Uh, but the first Quimper Crest was this really nice one. Actually, it, it had a wheel. It had two rams holding the wheel, and it said Knights of Quimper. It kind of looked like the the like the round table, and it yeah. had the skills for each member. And I thought it was amazing. And if I remember correctly, this was made by Hope. I I do think yeah. I think it was Hope. Hope made yeah, the I think so. the that crest. But then uh, uh, who was it? Raj? Raj? I think it was Raj that kind of took over and used a generator, an online generator, to make the crest. Which again, a choice. Mm-hmm. A big, big choice. Wait, oh, okay. It perhaps it was not. Perhaps it was not Raj, and it was a, his. a big choice. Is changed the you did that, and then they just put the symbols on the side. Uh, I which I don't understand. Like, why is there a Hunger Games logo there? Like, can someone explain this to me? Because I have no like in the Coke bottle. And like a dog? Is that a dog? Like, yeah. Okay. So in the backstory, they basically uh, every member had a backstory and had a symbol, and I think it was related to either. I think uh, Hope was the Coke bottle. Hope had really likes Diet Coke, and in her video confessionals, uh, we can see in her first one, we can see her T-shirt that says um, "Mama needs a Diet Coke." And it's just like things that represent them, and I, I actually don't mind that they're like kind of a little bit out of place for the theme, because I do think that it blends in nicely. It makes sense, and in the first logo, it looked great. Yeah, I- I'm not mad at some of them, but like, I also think a challenge like this, like, I think the um, logo itself should stand out 
by itself, even without a back. Like, with the backstory, it makes sense. Like, you know, we've read through it. Like, it makes sense. We love to see it. But, like, if you're just looking at the picture itself as a visual, it's a little, um... How do I put it? Hokey pokey? Um, yeah, I understand. You know, like, I like the concept. I like the colors. I like the ideas. But it wasn't blowing me out of the water compared to like what the initial ideas were yeah absolutely i feel like they really fumbled and by the way it wasn't a dog it's a lion and it's for simba uh <laughs> um, um <anyway. laughs> a lot <Yeah>. really? <laughs> that ain't a lion yeah i know it it's uh it's something it is something uh but it is how do you feel about oh, oh no go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm sorry no, I was just gonna, you know, like, in comparison to this one, how did you feel about the Sterling Tribes one? Okay. I have some thoughts on the Sterling Tribe. So, the <laughs> final product... Uh-huh. Is, is it pretty? It's not ugly. It's not... <laughs> uh, but it is a mess. It feels like there were a lot of ideas. It's, it's a lot. And you have in in the final product, you have lightning in the back, and you have like text in a backdrop of satin, and then there you have the images on the and it's just so much. My brain cannot process it correctly. I do think like there's fire, there's lightning, there's swords, yeah. there's lines and dragons. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Everything is great. Like, like kudos. Uh, oh, if I re good. if I remember correctly, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. Okay. Uh, I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember correctly. But whoever was in charge of, I know that it was just one person in charge in the Sterling Tribe of doing the uh, challenge. And oh no, it was is is was in the. I I made a mistake earlier. Is was in charge of making the graphics for Sterling. Quimper chose. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Lies, 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 oh, a lot. Lies and Melly lies. Lies and Melly lies. I said something wrong. Hope. I was right from the start. Hope uh, took the lead creating the design. And then Tanner and Reg. Exactly. And then Tanner and Reg busted in and were like, I think we should do this. And ruined it because it was really ugly. But I think Iz yeah. did a great job in the editing of the Sterling Tribe logo. Like, it's nicely edited. It is just a lot. Yeah, it's a good edit. And also, like, the final presentation of everything, Sterling hit it out of the park. Like, yes, the Quimper had, you know, a good backstory. It made, I think the Quimper one made sense more with the actual challenge. But Sterling had a, a lot, I think, a lot more effort into it, um, and like, the backstory and how it was presented, I think it was just much yeah, nicer. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, I do think, uh, in my opinion, if Quimper had kept their first logo, they could have won. But I think it really, the Tanner and Raj just really screwed the pooch I by talking. This is what happens when you let men talk. Yeah, there was just yeah, there was input that didn't need to be inputted. Yeah, like sometimes Please. the best thing you can do for your tribe is just to shut up and let people handle it. But like Sterling, it was just a lot, and it gave me a headache. 
And like, don't get me wrong. Again, I neither were stellar. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, neither were stellar. But like, you know, there was effort, and like, I appreciate things about each one for different reasons. Um, but I definitely think like as like overall like submissions. The Sterling was the clear winner. Yeah, absolutely. For me, at least. Yeah, no, I did, like, again, I will say that if Quimper had kept their first thing, they should have won. But in the end, it just looked better. Yeah. Sterling looks, looked better. But again, piece of advice for all of you out there. If you ever need to do this, less is more. Don't try to overdo it. Like, especially if it's medieval. They were not putting a lot on their cred. Like, just keep it beautiful and simple. No need to go over there. Yeah. So then, obviously, like, so Quimper did lose this immunity challenge, which, you know, sad face emoji, but, you know. They did, and it was deserved. Yeah, it was. It was a bit deserved. And then we... So then after this challenge, we obviously go into Tribal, um, and in this particular Tribal, I think it was a very... You know, I think a, a first vote tends to be a lot simpler. I don't know if you might disagree, but I think that very first week, everyone knows at least one person that they want to go after. Yes, absolutely. Like, whether it's because of inactivity or if they just don't like someone, uh, you know, there's always one person that's singled out. Yeah. And we do see that there were a lot of... Not a lot of them... But, th like, from the beginning, there was this rivalry between Hope and Melus. And Melus, uh, Hope and Melus both said... Yes. They, they both acknowledged that the other one hated them, in a way. I was kind of like... I was just hoping mm -hmm. we could see more of that. I love a good rivalry. I was hoping we could get to see more of that. But we didn't. Because Melis was really low on everyone's trust rankings. And in the end, um, they got the good old boot in episode one, sadly. Yeah, like Melis, you know, a valiant effort. But, you know, in that first week, ideally, you want to, you know, keep low. You know, you don't want people looking at you that very first week. And unfortunately, like, they were very, very in the spotlight, but not for the correct reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just, it is sad <laughs> to see, like, there is, okay, here's the thing. It is inevitable that people will target each other for things that happened off the game. Yes. You cannot put people in the bubble. Like, when you're in an org, and if someone blindsides you, if you see them in an org again, you can't just bubble the, the what happened. You, even if subconsciously, exactly. you always know that happened and well you 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 can't it's part of who that person is and your relationship with that person so you cannot you cannot just expect people to not bring out of game issues into the game yeah though it like, can kind of ruin it yeah metagaming you know there's an element to it which i understand you know um you know i've seen plenty of times people be like really fucked over by the fact that they have previous org experience and um it might not have always been the most positive and some people you know hold grudges which i do understand but at the same time is a different cast of people 
it's different dynamics and i think it's important to you know just feel someone out first like even if you truly don't like them if they really you know screwed you over beforehand it doesn't hurt to at least see if there's any potential there if there isn't fine you know vote them off but if there potentially is and you already know someone even if it what even if you don't know each other for good reasons you know it still is beneficial for you to put yourself out there just to see if there's anything you can do with that situation it just in, in the end it is you just need to like you gotta work it out and if you can't yeah for sure you're doomed it's as simple as as that yeah because as well when you know when you have two people or more that know each other prior to the game because of other orgs or whatever the case may be you know that person's seen you play um and you might not be playing the exact same game but everyone has a certain style they tend to stick to. I know I do, and I'm and you do yeah. too. So, if someone already knows how you might play, that could also be a disadvantage or an advantage coming into a new org, knowing how the other plays. But, obviously, that's more, you know, when you get to merge and the game becomes more complex. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... After Malas got voted out unanimously, then we go on to our second immunity challenge. Exactly, and for our lovely, lovely second immunity challenge, we, what did we have? The 24 hour scavenger hunt. Mm. Yeah, okay, I have personal opinion. Yeah, I have uh, personal opinions regarding scavenger hunts. I hate scavenger hunts. There, I said it. I hate Listen. Like, I love the concept, and don't get me wrong, when when I was playing Survivor, Survivor was, uh, while I was playing Survivor, I was playing uh, two other orcs, mm-hmm. and Survivor announced, we were doing a scavenger hunt, and I was like, great, this is great, I love scavenger hunts, this is gonna be fun, and then, like, a couple hours later, another org I was in said, we are doing a scavenger hunt today, and I was like, okay, no. cool, and then, a third org announced that we were doing a scavenger hunt, and from then on out- Oh, shut up. Yeah, and then from then on out, I just hated scavenger hunts forever, and it's Adam's fault. But, this was an interesting scavenger hunt. It was yeah. really, um, choices. Yeah, I don't listen. Like, I hate scavenger hunts, or any 24-hour challenges in general. They're not my cup of tea. I will never win one. That's fine. But, like, scavenger hunts in particular, like, I don't know if you remember from our season when we played, you know, me and Holly really struggled, especially in the early hours when we were, like, the only two up, and everything they were asking for, we didn't have because we're British. Like, they were like, oh, like, a doorknob, uh, like, a, um, like, a doorknob, like, screwed out the door. And it's like, we don't have doorknobs. We have door handles. Like, <laughs> like we're in a different country. Like, I'm sorry. And I don't know. I'm just not a big fan Girl. of that. And also, yeah. like, the running and, like, ugh, the mess. Like, I had to, like, crack an egg, like, in the sink. And then my mother had to, like, watch mm-hmm. me do that. And it was just, it was not the one. Yeah, the last time uh, I did a scavenger hunt for 
Uh, spreadsheet Viver, shout out Spreadsheet Viver. Mm. Robbed. Uh, last time that I robbed, Period. yes, absolutely. I was quite excited. Uh, just for Chris. But we uh, had to crack an egg too, and I cracked mine into a bowl, and I was like, I'm not gonna cook this. So I put it in the fridge, and it stayed there for a while, and I had to put it in the trash like after a week. Uh, so thanks, Adam, for uh. an egg. Um, but we watched a fucking massacre. It was, it was so bad. It was horrible. Like, listen, scavenger hunts, they're usually, like, actual kind of, like, fair game. I feel like everyone has kind of a shot, but this was a massacre. This was astronomical levels of just... There was no chance for the Quimper tribe to catch up to yeah. Sterling. Sterling just destroyed the scavenger the MV fucking P. He just like Period. He I don't know if he was like a lifesaver. We who knows what could have happened if it wasn't he wasn't there, but wow, he really just got that. And I think that really changed the game. Will it put a target on Devon Devon's yeah. back? Maybe. There's always that chance. Yeah. I think it's so like I don't know, there's such a, um, I guess, I don't know, I guess a bit of a stigma to, like, target people for, work, mm -hmm. uh, for like, comp stuff, because, like, you know, you're obviously not doing, like, something, like, physical, like, as if you were actually playing Survivor, you know, it's a bit different, um, because it takes, like, a different type of set of skills, but, you know, when you're exceeding in challenge after challenge, you know, people might look at you, even if they're not the most highly technical challenge, you know, if you're consistently winning and being the MVP for the team, then that yeah, there's absolutely. something to be said for that, for sure. It, it does beg the, the question, do you go all out to help your team and, like, assure that you don't go to tribal, or do you hold back so that you personally won't be uh, fucked over by it it's there's always that little but yeah so obviously we just we literally witnessed like an absolute massacre of uh, the quimper tribe which i don't know i don't know if you saw it coming but i was not shocked by it but you know i felt like the quimper yeah. tribe there was there was a a little bit of tension there was a little bit of i don't know not wanting to be on that tribe from some people so i don't know if that had any effect on the performance but you know it just it was not cohesive um and obviously they went to tribal and yeah that tribal to me was a really intense tribal it didn't need to yeah, be absolutely it just with given that okay so they voted out clay yeah and given that it was like it seemed rather um rather unified but it was just messy for yeah. no reason and while i do get it okay uh i do get that hope and xavier were trying to save clay there is always that urge to save whoever's on the bottom of a tribe because you know the more people that are on the bottom is more people that are below you Sometimes yeah you don't want to go immediately down there so that you're not closer to the bottom yourself. absolutely Sometimes you just have to let the votes happen. Yeah, like I do appreciate, you know, seeing people fight for someone at the bottom. 
um, I know that there was times in our season where uh, people rediscounted you at, like at the late mer pre-merge and the early merge like you and Prey were just you know like throwaway players to a lot of people and like I know uh, I campaigned for you to you know be an ally for us a few times because obviously me and you were close um, but I do understand why they did it because I think it is I don't know I think it is um if you see someone completely at the bottom, you see someone not have all the connections that everyone else does, it's still... How do I put it? Like, that's that could be an advantage for you. If you can save someone, they're indebted to you. Like, that's someone on yeah. your side. So if there is any possibility to, you know, save someone that could be a decent player and help your game out, then I'm all for it. Like, I think it's yeah. a good strategy. Yeah, that that is true. Okay, I'll 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 do agree with you with you there, but unfortunately, the hope and Xavier did not succeed. Oh, absolutely not. Clay, I Their think definitely mission, had. And Clay was a. Like I think Clay did have, um. I think his time in the game was numbered from the beginning. I think. You know, that day zero thing wasn't very helpful for our clay, and I don't know, maybe he just didn't get into the groove of it, but um, yeah, we ended up seeing clay getting blindsided, and it was a really bad blindside. Like, you know, we saw clay get a bit emotional and get a bit upset, and rightfully so, like, um, prior to us recording this, you know, me and Tris were, you know, speaking about certain things. And I don't really agree with blindsiding people so early on. I don't think that there's necessarily a point to kind of just like really fucking someone over that early on. Um, and I don't think Clay really deserved it. Like they could have just given him a heads up prior to the vote, um, but they didn't. And it was just really, really, really messy. Yeah. And like, I feel like it, and I did tell this to Renee earlier, uh, there is, I get that there's some sense to being like, let's blindside this person because they may, might have an idol, but so early on in the game, and especially Clay, mm -hmm. they were voting out Clay because he was inactive. Someone who is inactive does not, is very hard to have an idol, so it did not make sense for them to blindside. It, I feel like, exactly. especially in a pre-jury, there is no reason to not go to that person and be like, hey, I'm sorry this happened, it's not personal. You know, like, if you want to elaborate on why, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. But at least, you know, just like, don't leave the person hanging. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, I don't think the intent was to be malicious, but as a spectator and as just seeing the game and seeing everything unfold and seeing how hurt clay by was it but what well, no that wasn't english um how hurt clay was by it um it, it was a little heartbreaking you know like i never got to play with uh, with clay uh, because we were always on different tribes well we were on i think one or two different tribes um but you know like we still were on the same season i don't know it just it seemed a little bit harsh at least he got a place above what he placed last time, so there's a little silver lining yeah. in it. Um, but out of a cast of 18, you know, that's not <laughs> well, stunning. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I I think I mentioned it to you before, and like no, I, I don't know. No, I was saying right side. He did be his previous score. No longer 18th placer. Woo. So let me ask you this: on premiere night, you know we're there, we're spectating. And then you see the 16 people announced to be cast, and then Trevor says, oh, we're bringing two players back. Who did you think was going to come back? I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to get someone who had, like, really made an impact, but maybe was gone too soon. I thought Winston maybe was going, because Winston, shout out to Winston, great guy, kind of... Icons. He's kind of robbed, and he did go too soon, and I think that he could have been a great player here. I've played with Winston before, but even before uh, Trevor, but I do think that yeah. he, he was rememberable, even as a pre-juror, he was rememberable, and Clay, bless his heart. 100%. I, th- I just want to say, like, Clay, bless his heart. Was yeah, I completely agree. Like, I don't think that's necessary. Maybe Clay is a great guy i don't know i've had no interaction with him and um but like in terms of when that twist got announced i was pretty excited because at first i thought you know it was gonna be um i don't know i thought maybe someone like prey from our season or um i really thought um they were gonna bring people back i thought aaron was gonna come back because like um he really got fucked over by Holly's game and by um, the double eviction twist. So I thought Aaron was would have been like you know someone to bring back. And from like season one, someone like Griff um, would have been a great comeback. Um, so I was expecting that. But like you said, like if they were bringing back you know like people that hadn't actually gotten a chance to play for very long, instead of like you know people that made an impact. You know, I would have loved to see someone like yeah. Winston or Iris come back because, like, when I look back to the season, they weren't playing, they were playing decent games. It was just, you know, bad luck in a sense for them. So I would have really enjoyed um, seeing one of those two come back. Uh, not, that Clay, not that Clay didn't deserve it, it's just, I don't think Clay had really any impact on our season um but i understand pyro i i agree with much more as a casting choice because um i don't know from season one i i think like pyro definitely deserved like a second showing um that wasn't all stars obviously because she didn't do that well but um yeah no i'm 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 iffy about like who they brought back but you know I understand the logic behind yeah. it. I do think that Prey is gonna make the most of this uh, comeback. You mean Pyro? I am currently hosting Pyro. Yes, I do mean Pyro. Oh god. Prey living in my hand. In my... No, yeah, it's because I, uh, I brought up Prey. That's... Prey is living in my mind run for y'all. Uh, but Pyro, <laughs> I'm currently hosting Pyro. I mean, not anymore because he got voted out, but he made it to jury and he's like a strong player and he's a, the kind of player that is entertaining yeah. to watch sometimes a little bit too entertaining and i think that's what hurt his game but i am looking for okay he here. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. makes sense so then after we get through this like 
a horrible blind set of clay, which, you know, was not fun to watch. Then we hit episode three, and in episode... Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, sorry, I thought I, I thought I skipped through my notes. So our next challenge is Wavelength. Now, how do you feel about Wavelength? Because I love Wavelength. I think it's a really fun challenge. I have thoughts. Hmm. Okay, so Wavelength seems to be becoming a more popular uh, challenge recently. I've seen mm -hmm. it in the Absolutely. Course. I have mixed feelings about it. I do think that okay. it is a challenge where you need to be on the same page as the person you're playing with and you guys need to find a common ground and it is important that you have that communication beforehand because if you go and you start talking about yeah. oh yeah um like oh from a scale from male to female the number is 47 like if you say cara delavine and the other person's like who is that you're gonna get fucked you need to same page as the other person otherwise yeah and long. the fact that the, the pairs were randomized mm -hmm. um i think wasn't the move because i agree i think um if you're on a tribe with people you should be able to pick who you're playing with because you know from my experience of playing this challenge i always go for the person that i have the strongest bond with the person that you know I'm closest to because that person is going to understand where I'm coming from or I'll understand where they're coming from um, but when it's randomized then the success rate isn't going to be as good yeah absolutely it just like hurts the game but it also forces you to talk to people you might not have talked to before but it just it did communication is key like it like in everything in this game communication is key if you don't talk to your partner again you're getting fucked absolutely and like so then we see um <clears throat> another twist occur during this challenge and that's that they're not playing for tribal immunity they're playing for individual immunity because both tribes are going to tribal. Now, how do you feel about this? I love a bit just like that. I am not gonna lie. I think it really shakes things up and prevents one tribe to just be completely, you know, just Dominant. exactly. And it shakes things up a little. And I, I am of the opinion that tribals are very alliances. You cannot solidify an alliance. You cannot solidify a ride or die. You cannot solidify anything unless you go to tribal. Because the best alliances are the ones forged Complete. in fire. And you're, you're the, the only fire that there is in this game is the fear and the danger of being sent home. And you need that. Absolutely. Because it's all well and good to, you know, say like, hey, bestie, like, ride or dies. Or, hey, bestie, let's form a four-person alliance. Like, it's all well and good. But if you're never put in a position to have to actually test that loyalty out, then you're never going to be 100% sure if those people are really on the exact same page as you. Um, which, you know, being safe is lovely. If you have the option to be safe, obviously you take it. But 
tribal is also really important. And with this twist, I don't know, it's I love a twist like this. Um sending both tribes to tribal and just giving one player on those tribes immunity is just yeah. brilliant. I think you know, it's it's exactly what I think the game needed at that point. I'm so here for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So after like, you know, the challenge um hap uh gets set up uh we um see our pairs being randomized so it's tanner and spider hope and pyro pola and october simba and ashley xavier and hi tommy and devon uh reg and is and um ray well it's, it's rave isn't it anyway yeah rave and uh sarah oh, is that uh, how you say and then after the challenge is that how you say huh? it I, I say a I think so, because it's like the. Right, I thought. Is it? Is I thought that was a capital is that I. A I. Oh, it is Ravel. Oh, it okay. probably is, though. Wait. Hold up. Because it looks like a capital I instead of uh, an L. Oh my god. Wait, it probably. Hold up. Hold up. God, this is going to be the I'll same as, like, us uh, mispronouncing uniform. Kage really. as Cage. Oh my god, I still can't believe that was actually like Kage in our cage. Yeah, like me and Cowboy called him Cage the entire time. And like, I love like Naruto, and like in Naruto, like, they're, like, like there's the Kages, and like I know it, but like I didn't even think about that. Um, wow. <sighs> but yeah, so we have our pairs. Um, not much to say. You know, the challenge itself isn't super complicated, that we have to like go through it that much. Um, but we end up seeing um, a pair succeed, and that pair being Hope and Pyro. How do you feel about these two winning immunity? I think it was really good for them. Yeah. I think, like, I love Hope. I'm just gonna, like, straight up say it right now. I love Hope. I enjoy Hope, yeah, me too. She's so sweet. I love her so much and i do think she worked great with pyro and they earned that immunity and i think that's very obviously very important and absolutely do, do they did they need it i'm not sure if they did need it but an, an immunity is always welcome obviously and yeah at the end of the day it's still something that you know if either of them get to the end they can be like well, I won my first individual immunity in, like, week three, like, in the pre-merge, you know, which the others cannot say. Absolutely. Um, and I agree, I don't think either of them needed it, but, you know, if both tribes are going to tribal and, you know, it's probably going to be a bit of a crazy one, you never know. Safety is never anything you're going to pass up, so, you know, good for both of them. Um, and then we get to the actual tribals now one of these tribals i think was like super obvious and then i think the second to me at least was a bit shocking so let's recap the first one um so this is the one where um october gets voted out mm -hmm. are we surprised we're not i think that we saw in episode two that October was already kind of like marked by the tribe and as someone they wanted out. And unfortunately for her, obviously, but 
it was a fairly straightforward vote. It was easy. Yeah, you know, you have an inactive, you know, in the edgic, obviously it says like under the radar negative one, but I would really just basically put it as an invisible at that point, you know. Um, I don't think October, I don't know if they've played before or not. Um, I'm gonna presume probably not. Um, because there didn't seem to be anything, like, I don't know, looking through their confessionals and from how the others spoke of them, it's just, it doesn't seem like they were, like, as part of the game as they should have been. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree. And, you know, sadly, they got voted out, but it was deserved, I, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. I would also like to point out something. I just realized that I confused Pyro with another Pyro. So let me just uh, correct something I said earlier. I have not hosted this Pyro. Ugh. I've never hosted her. I have hosted a different Pyro. So, um, disregard anything I said earlier. Just forget it. And uh, continue. Uh, so then we get to our <laughs> second tribal. Um, and this one, we see Tommy messy, messy, get voted out. Now, I don't know, like, I know that Tommy wasn't at the top of anything, you know, throughout his time playing, but knowing what I had been told by other people in the spec lounge and, you know, just general conversation, I really thought Tommy was, you know, gonna be, like, an actual contender. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I drafted him. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he seemed like he could, like, he grasped the game and he could have done really, really well. And then, you know, get sniped at 15, so I don't know. Yeah, it is just... I do feel bad because, like, I know Tommy a little bit. And he is... I feel like he could have been a very big personality in the game. Uh, but people just decided to vote him out, you know, like, and that's how the game works. I feel like it is impossible to predict what happens, and this is, like, this is the biggest proof that no. I don't think anyone expected Tommy to be gone this soon. But unfortunately, uh, rest in peace Tommy, he is now gone, but always Period. in our hearts. So I think, like, in terms of, like, game recap, I think this is where we should, like, let leave off since obviously there's a swap and another challenge but obviously they're not through that yet so we can 